Today, we meet a few of this year's roster of the top 40 under 40 in business aviation, young professionals recognized by their peers for their unique contributions to our industry. From the National Business Aviation Association, this is Flight Plan. I'm Rob Finfrock with your trusted source for business aviation news. NBAA recently announced its latest group of the top 40 under 40 in business aviation, a select group of young professionals chosen based upon their career achievements, community involvement, and efforts to help develop the next generation of business aviation professionals. I'm pleased to welcome three of these YoPros on Flight Plan today to share their professional journeys in our industry and what this recognition means to them. We'll begin with Kelly Young, an international captain with the Coca-Cola Company. My business aviation journey actually started um, long prior to my actual aviation journey. I was a participant in a, a summer camp academy the summer that I graduated from high school. And at that moment in time, I, I had an interest in aviation, but again, not ever had having seen women or people that look like me, it was just kind of like, okay, that's just something that you do on the weekends. And, you know, this is a fun camp and ended up um, having a discovery flight and touring lots of facilities in the Atlanta area um, to include the Coca-Cola company's hangar. Um, and that hangar tour was conducted by a female pilots who would later become my first mentor. So from that moment, long before I'd ever taken my first formal flight lesson, had even really gotten my foot in the door with college, it was like, okay, everything that I thought I wanted to do with my life has been upended. And so how do I go along this path? So college followed by um, flight training, we found ourselves, of course, in the recession that was starting up around 2008. So I had managed to become a CFI in that span of time. And I unfortunately couldn't find jobs in the Atlanta area where I was able to instruct. So I ended up moving out to uh, California uh, to a small town called Atwater. And there was an actual contract with a DC-4 um, because this was the year following the BP oil spill by this time. And we were to go out and fly dispersant to essentially help if the event of something like that happening again. And so it was an awesome job. I was on that contract for a little over a year. And then this was the same point in time that I actually reached out to that same mentor who just so happened to still be flying um, with the Coca-Cola company. And I expressed to her that I had met her years previous at this point. And she, with all of the kindness and grace in her heart, took me under her wing and was just kind of like, you know, I think that you should go after opportunities like this if corporate is what you want. She suggested an internship at Flight Safety. So following my return to Atlanta, I did that and I was an SIC on um, the Lear 31 Alpha program. And then I did that obviously in conjunction with being a flight instructor. So because of the recession um, and a lack of job opportunities, there were definitely several years where there were dual jobs um, going on, but it was awesome for my experience. I, I don't regret it in the least. And then on the back end of that, I did finally segue into a career with a, a local regional operator flying the CRJ 200, 700 and 900, um, which I did for about four years. And then after that, I had enough experience under my belt uh, with all the previous job opportunities um, um, in addition to CFIing, where I was able to segue into 135 flying, and it was private jet charter. And I absolutely loved the company that I worked for. I was on the Challenger 300. I was able to upgrade. I had a wonderful experience there. And from that point was when, just about three years ago now, that I was hired initially with the Coca-Cola company. And I've now worked my way up to um, an international captain flying the Gulfstream 600. Also joining me today is Danielle Booth, Director of Sales at AVEX Aviation. How did you become involved in business aviation, Danielle? I started working at a large biotech company in the county, and they were known as the 
um, renowned employer that everyone wanted to get their foot in the door. And it was very much a cubicle lifestyle where you would, you know, go to work from eight to five and everybody that was there enjoyed it because it was a, pretty, a very decent job. You know, it had great benefits and lots of days off, but I didn't really feel like I was being fulfilled there. And I found that I, if I was going to work there for another 10 years, I might go crazy. So I decided that I wanted to follow my passion and I quit there and started to work at a place that made unmanned airplanes. And when I went to work at this company, it was a company that makes unmanned aircraft in their alternate energy form. So um, the project I was working on had the wingspan of a 737 and was liquid hydrogen fueled. And when you went to work every day there, everyone had a common interest. They all loved aviation, whether they were pilots or model airplane buffs or just aeronautical engineers. Everybody came to work and was happy to be there. I knew immediately it was the right decision for me because I enjoyed getting up and going to work in that environment where everybody was interested in the same thing and you know aviation was really exciting particularly drones at that time you know this was before drones really took off i was there for maybe about a year year and a half and i got a special project from the coo i worked in procurement and they asked me to do a stop work calculation on whether it was cheaper to continue production on the number three aircraft or to stop production right there in the tracks. And so I did that project and realized that that was the writing on the wall that we were gonna lose our government funding for that particular project. So I started to look for other work and I landed here at AVEX in a marketing uh, role. And the previous director of sales and president kind of took me under his wing and started to train me on aircraft sales. And wow, that was a whole different world where I could come to work every day, talk to people about airplanes, getting to talk to other pilots who have maybe worked their entire lives to accomplish something like buying a TBM. So I find it extremely rewarding. And it's something that I think, you know, looking back in time that Quitting at that biotech company was kind of like a proverbial why in the road. At the time, it was a very high-risk decision, but it's paid off tenfold. My third guest is Timothy Wade, Director of Health and Safety at Constant Aviation. Tim, what's your aviation story? So I did not have your typical go to AMT school and get right into aviation. I had a, kind of a sporadic career leading up to it, but everything I had really built on the position I hold today. So I'm, I'm thankful for the career path that I had, but I started in aviation working on Apache helicopters in the army uh, after high school and absolutely loved aviation. I, I fell in love with it right off the bat. And while I was active duty, when I was stateside and a couple uh, times while I was overseas to take up some of my free time, not that we had much, but to take up my free time, I, I worked as a firefighter and as and an EMT as well. So when I was discharged in 2013, I had two paths to choose from, and you know, one being life safety and one being aviation. And a life safety position at a local hospital became available before anything in the aviation field did. So I worked as a medic while I went to school for health and safety. Thankfully, in 2016, I, you know, I was able to bring both of my fields back together when I joined Constant Aviation as an EHS manager, and that has just broadened my knowledge on business aviation and has also allowed me to pursue my passion in health and safety. So it's definitely two great interests of mine, and I get to live them every single day. Did you encounter any challenges as you've advanced in your career at a young age, Tim? And how did you overcome those challenges? 
I would definitely agree that there are some challenges, especially being a young professional. You know, aviation is an experience-backed industry. Uh, it doesn't necessarily matter how many degrees you have. And, you know, nothing's wrong with having more degrees. But, you know, what's really more marketable is, is the hours you have flying, the years you have turning wrenches. So being young normally comes with a stigma that, you know, your experience is not substantial. And in some cases, that can be true. But I know being young and also in a leadership role has a bigger stigma as well. And I have found to overcome this that you have to build your brand with two priorities. First, be transparent. When you don't know something, say you don't know, but also show the initiative to find out. And secondly, don't speak outside your knowledge. Some in our industry have 40 to 50 years of experience and they'll call you out on your nonsense. But, you know, be confident in what you know, but do not be deceptive with the things you don't know. Build your brand based on honesty and transparency. What about your experiences, Danielle? Yeah, certainly there's been a lot of challenges along the way. I think when you look at aircraft sales in particular, there are not a, a lot of other people in this profession that look like me. You know, there's not a lot of females. So, you know, it is a little bit different when you're kind of the, the odd one out. I know that on many occasions people call and ask, you know, they're, they're looking to inquire for information on a plane and our receptionist will forward them the call over to me and the, I'll pick up the phone and say, hello, this is Danielle. And they'll say, no, I, air, I asked for aircraft sales. <laughs> you know, and so it's a, a predisposition that when you're young and female to, to pick up the phone when somebody's inquiring in something like uh, aircraft sales, sometimes people just aren't expecting it because of the, the lack of diversity in the lack of females. It's, it's not something that, that I take as an insult. You know, I think that it's something where you just have to understand that even it's an, uncommon for me to even see other females that are in the industries. And I think once they engage in a conversation with you, it's nice because their expectations are probably not aligned with the type of expertise that you are able to provide them. And oftentimes it's a huge win once you have a conversation with them and they realize your depth of knowledge on the product. And I found that that is uh, the strategy that I've used over the years. And typically it's, um, it's a, a situation where you're able to exceed expectations right out of the gate. Kelly, what challenges have you encountered? I guess if I had to pinpoint just one, um, over the course of the five years I've worked in business aviation, I've probably been challenged most by the lack of diversity and inclusion in the sector. I believe that that's a product less of development of talent within the industry, but rather with diverse representation and probably just early exposure. In my personal time, as well as through several organizations, I do mentor young BIPOC women at various stages of their career journeys. Honestly, though, mentoring them often helps me just as much as it does them. It's a revolving door of support, um, as well as understanding that we do belong in spaces that often due to lack of resources, exposure, or development that we could often miss. I have also sought after and continue to foster benchmarking conversations with those that are more tenured and experienced in the industry, whom are unlike me, um, as I know diversity of backgrounds and life experiences flow in all directions. In my opinion, there is so much to be learned from all of us in our individual pathways to business aviation as aviators, be it the former flight instructor, airline pilot, military pilot, or long-haul freight pilot. There's definitely room for everyone to have a seat at the table. We'll have more in just a moment. But first, this word from NBAA. NBAA Flight Plan listeners, the latest digital edition of your magazine is ready. Just visit nbaa.org insider and all the latest intel will be in your hands. 
We're back now with Danielle Booth, Tim Wade, and Kelly Young, three of the young industry professionals named as part of this year's Top 40 Under 40 in Business Aviation by NBAA. Kelly, how does it feel to be named to this prestigious group? I'm extremely honored, um, and I found myself very humbled and, and just kind of like in shock and awe. One, because I didn't quite know that there was a young professionals community that was as big and continuously growing as the one with uh, NBAA is, but it was just kind of like, wow, I get to be a part of this, not just for myself, but for the benefit of those young professionals that are coming behind us and that are going to be, you know, the next generation to continue forward um, with all the momentum that I feel like we have with the safety initiatives and efficiency and sustainability. I'm excited for the future of business aviation. And again, I'm, I'm very pleased and grateful to be a part of this current class of recipients for the 40 under 40. Tim, what about you? Well, I'm still speechless. You know, it's uh, it's absolutely a tremendous honor. I kind of feel like a B-list actor, you know, receiving an Academy Award. But to see the previous honorees and the weight that they carry in our industry, it is a little nerve wracking to want to live up to the bar that they have set. You know, to be a 40 under 40 means that somebody has looked at our passion, our drive, our achievements, and not only wanted to thank us with an award, but to motivate us to continue the elevation of the industry. You know, like I said, I'm absolutely honored, but I also want to use this award and this new platform to improve aviation, especially with regards to safety. Danielle? You know, I am thrilled and humbled to be included in such a dynamic roster. I feel like aviation in particular is such a innovative and high energy field. You know, everybody that you meet is so enthralled in what we're doing and enthusiastic about it. And so being able to be included in this 40 under 40 has been a really neat experience, something that I can't believe that I'm on a, um, a roster with a network of professionals that are all seeking to move forward in the same type of direction. You know, I think there are so many challenges that we face uh, in my field, particularly, you know, an aircraft salesperson might need to work with people who are in the insurance realm or in the training realm to try and find solutions for our clients and for, you know, general aviation as a community. And so having the network and the connections to be able to interface with other dynamic individuals to try and make progress is such a phenomenal opportunity. And I am just humbled to be included in such a phenomenal group. And this is certainly an exciting time to be involved in business aviation, especially thanks to contributions from people in our industry like the three of you. Danielle, what advice do you have for other young professionals who are navigating through this time in their careers? One of my biggest pieces of advice is to take time to invest in yourself. I think everything in aviation is moving in full fast forward, and we are all so busy working hours and hours a week, you know, that oftentimes we focus on the momentum forward and getting things done and working and working and working. However, if you are somebody out there who wants to take the next step in terms of investing in yourself, like either getting your next rating or getting your AMP or going back to school, make time for it. Because those are the things that really, I think, catapult you in your career and, and help you move forward in terms of your professional journey. You know, I think it's easy to get bogged down into 
put your nose to the grindstone and work 60 hours a week and forget about all the fringe things that you might have an interest in doing to better yourself. And I think that's one of the things that I would suggest. Another thing um, I would suggest is don't buy into the naysayers. You know, there's always going to be somebody that's got a negative opinion about what who you are, what you're doing, and stay true to yourself and have enthusiasm about what you're doing. We're all in aviation because we're excited about it. We have a passion for it. And, you know, just because you run into somebody that doesn't have the same opinion as you or that doesn't think highly of you doesn't mean that you can't excel. You know, so I teach a, a class for university students in aircraft sales. And one of the things that I've noticed about the younger upcoming generation is that they are very much affected by the polarization in the country today and they don't want to talk to people who have differing opinions to them. And I think that the difference in opinion, the difference in perspective is all something that helps the community move forward. It's something where, it, you know, if everybody was the exact same individual sitting at the table, there would be no new ideas. And so don't be afraid to engage with people just because they're different from you or have a different mindset than you do. What advice would you like to share for other Yo Pros, Kelly? Personally, I just want to say that asking for help is key. It was something that very early in my career I recognized um, was going to be necessary as this industry is big at all the same time that it is small. And knowing, you know, the advice that others can give you based upon the experiences that they have, the knowledge that they have, the network that they have built over time is definitely going to help harness um, each of us individually and propel us into the careers that we want to do. And that is not a journey that we can undertake alone. So for those that are current young professionals, those that are aspiring young professionals in this field, I definitely feel like getting a mentor, becoming a mentor, working together as a whole collective is what's going to propel the next generation of young professionals forward in the business aviation sector. Tim? The bridge between generations right now in aviation, there's never been a better time for that. It's, it's incredible to see the cross-generational gaps just going away and things are working really well to each other. You know, when you look at aviation news over the past year, it's really shown us that the next big thing is always right around the corner. You know, we've seen a new age of space flight, electronic vertical lift, uh, absolutely incredible new technology that is always coming out. You know, but that only happened because somebody stepped up and said, I want something different or I want something better. And they went out and did it. You know, the Yo Pros in business aviation are doing that and they need to continue to do that to grow our industry. I always sit back and wonder, you know, what, what will flight look like in the next few years? And I think it's the young professionals that are really pushing that. And it's the, the older generations that are absolutely supporting us. There are so many things that are going on today in business aviation. So, you know, we have artificial intelligence that is making our machines safer with auto throttles and envelope protection and better interaction between the human and machine. I think we have urban air mobility, which is just gonna completely transcend the way that people think about transportation. You know, that is a huge cutting edge field that has so much opportunity going. We have civilians who have just arrived in space. So, I mean, the possibilities in aviation are seemingly endless. You know, if you asked me 10 years ago what I would have thought that a personal aircraft looks like in 10 years time, I would have never foreseen the type of technology that we have in these planes today. So I think that keep the enthusiasm up and just keep working towards the impossible because it seems like nearly 
everything that is going on today is something that if you would have told me 20 years ago was going to be happening in 2021, I wouldn't have believed you, you know, so it's really exciting. And I look forward to seeing what else could possibly be coming down the line for aviation. Indeed, Danielle. Kelly? I wholeheartedly agree. I think the future of business aviation is exciting. I uh, feel like sustainable fuels, all of the new innovation with technology. I'm very excited for just, you know, within our internal organization, the fleet that we have, the technology that I would not have known, you know, would be just readily available with all the fly-by-wire technology. And I'm glad to be a part of it. I'm appreciative of organizations like MBAA that are helping again, to foster those of us that are going to be the next generation, you know, coming through to continue shaping and molding this wonderful industry that we all love so much. This year's roster of the top 40 under 40 young business aviation professionals will be celebrated during the day two keynote session at NBAA's Business Aviation Convention and Exhibition in Las Vegas, along with their counterparts from NBAA's 2020 top 40 under 40 list. To learn more about this program and how to nominate a YoPro you know for consideration in 2022, visit nbaa.org slash yopro slash 40 dash 40. And that's the latest from the National Business Aviation Association. Remember, you can subscribe to all Flight Plan episodes at Apple Podcasts in the App Store, wherever you find your favorite podcasts, including by asking Alexa or another connected device, or download them from nbaa.org. I'm Rob Finfrock. Thanks for listening, and be sure to join us next time for a new episode of Flight Plan. Flight Plan.